Hello there, welcome to Riot Act Reviews. It's part of the Riot Act podcast. It's the show that we put out here at Riot Act where we hone down, we focus in on one album that is about to come out or has come out that we think is worth dedicating an entire show to. My name is Stephen Hill. Hello. Hope you're all right. His name's Renfrey Deadman. Been listening to a lot of you today, Renfrey. Still got the old COVID, haven't you? Still got the old COVID, yeah. Still got the old COVID. Yeah. Rocking the COVID. Um, me and Renfrey were talking earlier about Danzig for a little bit. That's yeah. done now. That's out. I also listened to you, Renfrey. Got a bone to pick with you, actually, Renfrey. Oh, right. Go got on. a bone to pick with you with your other podcast. You don't listen to me, do you? You don't <laughs> listen to me. Proof that you don't listen to me. What did I say? On three... You said, oh, well, you were talking to Dan B. Carter about Bark Market. Yeah. And he said, oh, Lard Room, the Bark Market EP is really good. And you went, oh, I've never heard of that before. Um, oh, well, the one that I always go on about. He yeah. even picked the best song on it. And you went, oh, I've never even heard of that before. <laughs> you don't listen to me. You well, don't listen, do you? I, to what I, I say. I'm flattered that you listen to the show. So I'm going to take that uh but yeah uh sorry mate i know I, I wasn't aware of it i don't th- I, we had that chat like two years ago i still don't think i've listened to that ep i really should listen to two that two years I? ago it was a while ago yeah. Uh, yeah it was a while ago to be fair it doesn't listen to me everyone this sorry. is an insult to my wonderful tones and opinions that i have and yet they just go over renfrey's head yeah i'm glad Shame you're that. picking the time when i have covid to bring this up. <laughs> kick it's a man much. when he's down yeah. well it's not you know i mean you didn't have covid when you said that so no. in a lot of ways <laughs> okay sure all right anyway listen hey um basically i've listened to renfrey's voice a lot today and that's fine because i feel that he'll have a lot to say as i will about the album that we're going to be looking at today we're going to be looking at diaspora is it diaspora uh, diaspora diaspora i thought it was dysphoria yeah I, I, diaspora diaspora problems i actually um diaspora looked it up it's diaspora is kind of like a, a population a, an area like a right okay or I a, cul- know, or a cultural group for example I it's, I it's not a, i was not aware of that. it's a very apt title yes it is yes diaspora problems by soul glow or soul glue as you were calling them yesterday it's not soul glue i'm assuming it's named after the just let your soul glow. Just let it shine through. From oh, coming to America. That hadn't occurred to me, actually, but it could be. I don't know. Gotta be. It's spelt the same. Yeah, well, there you go. It is glow, isn't it's gotta it? Gotta be. It's, I keep yeah, saying glue, soul glow. But it is glow. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's gotta be soul, it's gotta be soul glow. Yeah, it's gotta be so. named after soul glow. I would have thought so. That, Surely. That sounds, that sounds good to me. Yeah. The first tick. The first of many reasons. Oh, you should fucking love this band. Oh my god! They're yeah. named after something from Coming to America, maybe. Don't know, um, but I'm going to say that that's why. Anyway, it's the fourth studio album from the Philadelphia-based punk rock band. Although punk rock band, it's not really it's just, telling the full story here. No, just one. Strand. Is it to be perfectly honest? Yeah. Just calling them a punk rock band. I'm doing that to kind of save time. Although by then, bringing that up that I'm doing that, it's not really saved any time. But. <laughs> I thought it was worth saying that, yes, they're a punk band, but they are, as you quite rightly say, so much more than that. Just a mere strand of their sound. They're an extraordinarily multifaceted, dynamic band who have, I think most of the messages and most of the things that they have to say are um, sort of feral and angry and righteously mm-hmm. so. But um, but they do find multiple different ways to carry that message across. 
Yeah. Now, I'd heard the name of this band, but I don't think I'd ever listened to them until I got this record sent over to me to review for Metal Hammer. I had the man himself, the good man, dishing out a multitude of presents. Mr. Jonathan Seltzer, reviews editor at Metal Hammer, yeah. went, I think you'll quite like this band. Have a little listen to one of their songs and let me know what you think. And I was like... I think you should send me the album. I think is what should happen. <laughs> and then I gave it. If you've got this month's Metal Hammer, you'll have probably seen the review that I gave the album. No spoilers. Um, but not only did I do that, I also did a little piece with um, with Pierce from the band, the the, the vocalist of this band. Um, I spoke to him for, again, it's only a kind of half-page thing in this month's Metal Hammer. But we spoke for about 90 minutes, which normally when you do wow. these things, you speak to somebody for about 15 minutes, mm. I reckon. Yeah. Probably about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes if they're really interesting. I spoke for an hour and a half to him. Wow. Because I was just like, I just want to talk to this dude. I just want to talk to him. I wish we could have done a fucking full front page feature on them. We spoke for about 90 minutes about all manner of shit. Yeah. And he is genuinely one of the best, most interesting, most thoughtful, fascinating dudes i've come across in heavy music in ages i love talking to him and we talked about so much music and it was quite apt that we ended up talking about so much music because once we got talking about i was like it all makes sense now it, where all this stuff comes from it all makes sense to me now i feel like i'm sort of skirting around the issue a little the, the, uh, the point a little bit but well Oh, I'll get in there a little bit further if you yeah, will. Sure. I'll pick up your thread. I mean, um, as a vocalist, Pierce Jordan is a fucking revelation, isn't he? Mm. He's fucking incredible. He has plenty to be angry about and he's going to let people know. I'm not surprised that he talked for an hour and a half or so because I think the first two songs on this album probably have more lyrics and more things to say than most punk bands do on a whole record. His mm. delivery is just so quick. It's it's amazing the way that he spits out some of these lyrics. Um, the lyrics for Jump or Get Jumped by the Future are up on Genius, the lyric website. And I was trying mm -hmm. to follow along with Jordan and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I just got totally and utterly inextricably lost trying to follow him. And his delivery is, I suppose, one part Denzel Curry, sort of that freneticism, that wide-eyed, mm -hmm. like... Um, preacher, I don't know if preacher's right, but you know what I mean. I think I don't know if this is too far to say that maybe he has some of the technical nous of a Davy Diggs. Is that too much? We we brought up that I brought up Davy Diggs to him in this chat, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Really? And he was like, "Steady on, there, okay." Steady. I he was like, "I fucking wish." And I was like, I don't not think a million it's a ridiculous away. thing to say, no. man. And like anyone who's listened to our podcast over the past couple of years, like I can't really say anything. I have nobody in kind of hip hop that I hold currently. I would say I think Davy Diggs is my personal favorite yeah. MC uh, in hip hop right now. Same. Same. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I will say this, even if he isn't matching Davy Diggs I can't think of anyone between him and uh, Davy Diggs at all like he's definitely if he's not joint one he's you know a very close number two I would say yeah just absolutely amazing um, there's there's also another I think and for you know forgive me if this seems like what Renfrew would call a basic bitch comparison <laughs> I don't actually think it is I think there's a lot 
the bad brains you can't escape the bad brains comparisons right oh no no absolutely not i mean i think you, and, you can't you've got to mention bad brains yeah in review, and, I, and and that's not because i'm going oh they're a punk band with kind of black people in it <laughs> ergo they're bad brains. like that's that's not what i'm saying no i think pierce jordan has the freneticism and the kind of the 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 wide vocal range and the 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 lyrical kind of um dexterity of hr from bad brains at his best right i think definitely i think bad brains are also the first ever like arguably like for me if someone said who are the first ever hardcore band bad brains are the first ever hardcore band i think personally i know there might be people who are like yeah but you know this and that i know there's varying degrees of people who think of different stuff but in terms of like me going narrow it down to one i think bad brains are the first hardcore band so i don't think comparing bad brains to a hardcore band it could be every time i die it could be sick of it all it could be fucking touche and more i would compare all of them somewhat to bad brains because it all links back to the source what i wouldn't often do is say that those bands match the freneticism of bad brains and the kind of the culture clash that bad brains brought about as well yeah yes okay so i'd put it in there for turnstile i'd put it in there for let live i think those are two fairly apt comparative points i'd say it's a different type of thing but even refused you know on the in the you know shape of punk to come they have that genre clashing genre mashing very very wide expansive like ruleless you know like we have no map here this is like whatever the fuck we feel like doing and soul glow have that they absolutely have that absolutely i think that's a brilliantly astute point i would also say that um the way that it is played not only do you have that sort of anarchic where are we going to go next you brilliantly said like you know there is no map kind of thing we really could um pop our head out and appear in any kind of musical landscape of the last sort of 20 30 years anything that's been sort Mm -hmm. of popular in that kind of music but um also the sheer way that this is not only performed but captured as well I wang on about the energies of albums and and, and albums that sound live and albums that sound like, you know, each member of the band has sat down individually and recorded their parts. I mean, this album is definitely not the latter. Um, I would be absolutely stunned if, you know, I, I, I imagine there probably are overdubs here or there. They're very well integrated if they are. Um, but this does feel like capturing the basic I believe the basic tracks are the band playing live and interacting with one another the way that this album roars out of the speakers I think that feeling when you do capture a band as frenetically exciting and dynamic as Soul Glow in the studio like this album has it can be some of the most exciting form of music on the entire planet. It reminds me of stuff like Let Rage Live, Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Um, mm-hmm. well, I mean, specifically, 
Al- you know, I'd say Let Live uh, Fake History for me, Glassjaw, yeah. everything you ever wanted to know about Silence, uh, Blood Brothers, Young Machetes even to an extent. Those, those records that you put on in your headphones, you start walking down the street and just everything about your body languages, everything about you completely changes because the music is just completely encompassing every part of your body. And you can only get that through that feeling of a band playing live in a room and that that feeling that you can hear, I don't know, um, a drumstick being dropped or or someone, one of the technical crew, like speaking over a microphone or something like that. That feeling of it being just so in your face and so loud and so aggressive and everything turned up to 11 I mean, there's some, um, a lot of the uh, vocals are re- quite distorted on this record. And I get the feeling that they haven't put distortion on there. That's natural distortion from Pierce Jordan's absolutely revelatory performance, which is pretty incredible, really. And that sort of thing, you can't fake that stuff. You cannot fake it. No, no you can't. And um, I'm glad you brought up the kind of the forward thinking nature, the kind of the not in forward thinking because we already talked about that but the contemporary nature of it because i think the great thing about soul glow now when i first put this on i was like oh shit it's it's bad brains it's minor threat it's early beastie boys it's dead kennedys like there's loads of that and you know people will know that those are bands who i i fucking you know i fucking love that shit like i became utterly obsessed with all of that shit like you know 20 years ago or whatever like I, when that shit is done well, I think we've had conversations on here before where we've on or on Riot Act on our weekly show we've talked about like MDC or something and I'm like when that is done yeah. right yeah. when that shit is done right that type of music when they fucking nailed 80s hardcore in the 80s it's just it's so great a sound but I think they do do that I think there is a real sense of the 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 rawness the 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 live element you know the kind of the spontaneity the absolutely unhinged performances of everyone who are just like one take the shit out of this do you know what i mean it feels like one of those records where it's like right psych yourself up smash a red ball whatever you need to do to get yourself get going and one take the fucking shit out of this because it is so it's so you can't imagine they could have the energy to do it again after this (laughs) and i like and i fucking when that shit's done well i love it but also what i love about this record is it's classic sounding but it's contemporary sounding but it's also classic sounding from even before that so for me there is a there is it kind of sits on this seesaw where 80s hardcore sits in the middle modern experimental hip-hop modern kind of post-hardcore little bits of some of the more forward-thinking metal bands creep in but then also they go back as well to kind of garage rock psychedelic rock um glam i mean there's there's a horn section on here which is like the stooges like you just go well there's the stooges cropping up yeah like amazing there's there's kind of funk there's proper like stacks era 70s funk on there and like the not not the not the disco chart shit like the fucking the proper raw sly in the family stone like that is on here as well so you're going back prior to the kind of the the birth of punk rock. I would say, you know, like the, the shit like the New York Dolls, I can hear a bit of here and yeah. there. 
Yeah. When it gets, good. when it sort of like drops out and gets a bit more slinky, mm-hmm. but it's always fucking angry. Like even when it's danceable, it's really angry. And then you go forward and, you know, I mean, when I spoke to Pierce, we were talking about like system, how much he loves System of a Down. And although this doesn't sound like System of a Down, I can hear the, you know, like that first System of a Down album came out and it was just like a fucking, like a, a, a killer whale just. Yeah. gobbling up everything in the ocean i think the, and, the energy is similar isn't it even, yeah even if they absolutely. don't sound the same the energy comes from the, the energy and and the we'll take punk rock we'll take heavy metal yeah we'll take alternative rock we'll take armenian folk music we'll take kind of broken beats and almost kind of and, and i guess like early gangster rap and we'll kind of mix it all together in this weird fucking jaunty like is it partly political sexual like oblique weird thing and it can be all and it can just be like oh it just sounds like system of a down so you know i can hear that as well i mean scar you know the trap metal thing i think there's a bit of like we've not always been particularly like hooray trap metal i think the idea of it as we've said a bunch of times is is good but when it comes to horror and Scarlord and, and, and people like that, you know, there's not many of them that I particularly want to listen to. Backwash, if she counts, is, would be one that I would say I yeah. do. Probably, like, the main one that I do. But this has a kind of punk rock... It's like a kind of punk rock version of trap metal. It's like trap punk. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has it definitely has moments like that, which, which are awesome. And they're awesome because they're moments. They're awesome because that's not like the entire thing. It's not the entire package. There's so much going on in this record. It's really difficult to know where to start, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I suppose before we get into individual songs and stuff, just to say, we talked about Pierce Jordan a lot, vocalist, who is absolutely phenomenal. I read a review just prior, probably shouldn't have done, but I read a review just prior to us recording this, which um, talked about him a lot. And, and he does... He does make an incredible stamp on this record but i think the other three members of the band are absolute like they're not amazing they're not like oh a solid backing they are fucking amazing just sit down and listen to the fucking crazy shit that gg guerra is playing on coming correct is cheaper the absolutely mad basin i mean that that oh, is insane that song it's absolutely incredible and that has that remember that woo yeah yeah woo yeah yeah the loads of hip-hop artists were using the 80s it's got that which ended up being used on fucking itty bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini <laughs> by timmy mallet i never thought i'd hear a like brutal punk rock song that also used a sample which was used in itty bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini yeah. but it does that and then it goes into this really jaunty kind of punk rock it's kind of like scratch the surface era sick of it all and you go who fucking does that the bronx and tone loke smashing head first into each other (laughs) it's an insane idea for music an insane idea and yet it's it's it it just feels really right it's it's fucking awesome it works so well i mean i think it says an awful lot about this record that there are so many uh, there are so many points where it could and probably should all break apart and it does feel like again because of that live energy that it has to it it does feel like it's always on the brink of falling apart but never quite does and all of these switches from 
different genres all of these ways that it manages to effortlessly flip between these different sounds and yet sound cohesive i think this risk this record takes a risk every 10 seconds or so yeah about that yeah and yeah, most 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 albums don't take a single risk once you know like most albums are just safe cruised all the time this album is just i mean it, we should say it's 39 minutes and 14 seconds long it feels as long as that danzig album <laughs> yeah it's funny because danzig yeah. was saying oh there's no there's no revolutionary punk bands anymore like, yes no. yes yes if you listen to the danzig special this is the band i was talking about um yeah i mean danzig special it's broken records by the broken way. records not, we didn't yeah, do it. we yeah, didn't yeah. do a, a classic, classic album, album. <laughs> danzig sings outfit. um there is so i mean weirdly i almost don't want to say that it feels short because there's so many ideas in it it, it is a relatively short record but there's so many ideas in it it feels jam-packed it's short for what it is it's short for what you get yes you you feel exhausted at the end of it not in a bad way necessarily but you do feel exhausted at the end of it because it's like fucking hell that was a lot that was just thrown at me in those 40 minutes but it all works it's cohesive it's not elements thrown at a wall hoping that stuff will stick it's it's very um i think there's a beautiful distinction between things just sounding absolutely chaotic uh and things that are actually structured well and soul glue managed to do both which is incredible like it's it's an incredibly difficult thing to do and they do it so well on this record yeah i think um this comes from a genuine understanding of all of those genres you know what i mean i think that's that's why when you look at like i don't know let's fucking cuss someone out you look at machine gun kelly covering misery business by paramore and it just sounds wank and you're like it's because you're a little you don't know about this stuff. like do you know what i mean i'm like sh- maybe he does maybe machine gun i'm sure machine gun kelly's got a bunch of fucking blink 182 albums or whatever like i know he has but still he's not like he's not really properly ingrained himself in the culture of even fucking pop punk really i know he says he has because he's, he's got enema of the state and he hangs out with fucking travis barker but it's not the same whereas this is a bunch of people clearly who have grown up going obsessing over music listening to fucking whatever they can get their hands on who are deeply deeply ingrained in all of those things know how to pull it off know why those things work like they know why and how hip-hop works but they also know how metal works they know how punk rock works they know how kind of garage rock do you know they know they they, it's not like um yeah i mean there's no one that i particularly want to cuss out but i do think like when i talk about the trap metal stuff sometimes i do sort of go i'm not sure that just putting a bit of distorted guitar over the top of your kind of trap song is always going to be enough like it's not enough for me exactly. put it that way it's not yeah. enough for me yeah right um and just be get by going like oh no one's done this before so it's new and it's brilliant well that's not enough like it's not enough for me and this is pre- this is why it's not enough again it's another example of why that is not enough because they could be anything this band like when i said at the start they're a punk band if they decided that they wanted to fucking bin it off bin off all the guitar get rid of all the guitars we're just going to be a hip-hop act they could do it 
if they decided they just wanted to be a straight down the line straight ahead punk punk band they'd be the best fucking straight ahead punk band on the planet at the moment and i think that is you know there's a few bands at the minute we've spoken again about turnstile who are really really brilliantly adept at turning their hand to all of those things and doing them properly and it's because you know they fucking all of them listen to that stuff all of them are, are, are hugely ingrained in the stuff that they're covering yeah i think turnstile's kind of a, a one of the best comparative points for this because it's like they're kind of the yin and the yang of each other i think because whereas turnstile have been hugely embraced by the mainstream and have got songs massive songs that people are now gravitating to in a way that we haven't seen in this type of music kind of in ever time. and we've spoken yeah. about like you know doing fucking five thousand people over a couple of nights in london amazing amazing and you know mm. playing on the fucking seth and he said seth what's his name not seth rogan seth uh myers show yep. um and, and and you know doing all these things you're just like this is absolutely crazy the way this band have connected but they've connected because they've written really good songs do you know what i mean they've written really good songs yeah. and those songs are almost you know they're not abrasive and aggressive in the same way as soul glow are have done the same thing but they've gone let's up the freneticism let's up the anger let's up like they are the kind of rabid uncontrollable wild untamed live not that you know turnstile aren't live what turnstile i think sound really obviously really great live yeah. but the, the the kind of one shot one take shit or bust version of what turnstile do and i think i mean like this ain't gonna be to yeah i i very much doubt we'll see these you know them coming to london and doing five thousand a five thousand cap room or anything like anytime soon but if you're into that idea and you like heavy aggressive fast-paced frenetic hardcore i cannot for the life of me imagine how you won't fucking lap this shit up in seconds yeah agreed um i mean yes the the commercial appeal of turnstile is obviously far greater than yep. Soglu's um commercial appeal but i think that's actually a very interesting comparison turnstile hadn't really come up in my uh, i wrote a massive list of bands that this does remind me of uh, but turnstile didn't really come up but you're kind of right in a way that they're the yin, yin and yang because turnstile are there they're on the both more, amazing obviously both amazing. both amazing oh yeah yeah yeah. but um yeah turnstile they're on the more melodic kind of edge and i guess i mean it's just like the dirtier angrier brother almost to it or something like that i i think i think they are on par with turnstile like as a band uh, this album is as good as glow on it's completely different but everything that's brilliant about Glow On is also brilliant about this, other than it won't get played on, like, I bought the bloody WWE wrestling game the other day on my, <laughs> my brand new PlayStation 5. Thank you very much. And um, Turnstile are on it. Turnstile are on the soundtrack. Like, oh, another right. thing they've... In, and I don't see that happening to Soul Glow at this point with this record because it's too much, isn't it? It's going to be too much for a lot of people. Yeah. But they're fucking but like that doesn't mean it's not just as good like musically just as fucking inventive and inspiring like they're it just is like they're fucking awesome i think it's a phenomenal record and like as good as glow on i mean i'm not i'm 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 
not totally dead set against it. I think I'm going to reserve judgment. I want to see Soul Glue live. Uh, Glow live. I want to see mm-hmm. Soul Glow live. And I'm, I'm. Oh mate, so do I. Fuck me. Yeah, Jesus, I yeah. really do. God. I'm confident they will be brilliant live. Um, mm. So it's kind of ninety-five percent in the bag, but it's just kind of like just to make sure sort of thing. But yes, I'm convinced that they. I mean, they they are they are fucking incredible, and the the level of creativity, the level of the amount of stuff that they bring in. The reason why Turnstile is such a great comparison is because both bands take hardcore punk as a sort of foundation, but bring in so many other genres and so many different ideas, and sort of manage to integrate them in a really streamlined way. I think Soul Glue, to be honest, I don't think this makes them a better band or a worse band but i think in terms of the amount of actual stuff the amount of influence that are poured in i think it's like turnstile have a lot but soul soul globe have way more it, it it's it seems so constant that that yeah. things are coming in and out and that's kind of that's kind of how you write original music now i don't know if i mm. could honestly stick my flag in this and go this is truly original music because i think it kind of i think there's too many other things that are sort of like it but it does feel like it's mixing so much up that they have a very fresh take on it Mm. very fresh definitely i mean i i I, yeah i get what you're saying because the reference points are so clear i mean i think the reference points are are really fucking clear on turnstile as well i think it's very difficult to hear something and go holy shit i've never heard anything that sounds anything like this before it's just like how fresh can you make it how unusual can you make it and what and and ultimately most importantly like how good are the songs how good are the songs on this record and the thing is it might have been really like you say about it being cohesive it would have been it, it, like me and you could get together and go we're going to do a punk band but we're going to put in like poker and um we're going to put in like you know swing music and black metal and we're just going to do one and we're going to do hip-hop and every kind of five seconds we're going to change between one of those five genres and everyone will go oh my god i've never heard anything like this before the songs would be probably be terrible because you know if if our previous bands or anything to go by um i'm never sending you my demos ever again (laughs) Uh, but you know like if you can't write if you can't do it right and you can't write songs with it you're fucked basically it doesn't matter how many fucking influences you you have you can be influenced by thirty thousand bands and if you can't fucking channel what's the, the kind of the essence of what's great about them don't bother like there's no fucking point whereas soul glow you know there are hooks all over this fucking record i mean just for a few like who gonna beat my ass who gonna beat my ass over and oh, over again amazing. is fuck and that's the first song and you've got this kind of driving two-step hardcore that twists and turns and changes and develops and that's the first song and i was like this is this is such a great hook it's amazing that hook. and, and i was like so it has to it, this is and i was just from that i was like i'm pretty sure this is gonna be like a really 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 great great record and it is Mm. it it is it's just fucking you know there's there's so much shit going on i mean there's a few songs towards the end again weirdly i feel like when i first listened to it i was like oh my god the start's amazing and it is but towards the end like the last song is called spiritual level of gang shit yeah which starts with this spoken word thing that manages to remind me of Moss Death and the Melvins at the same time. <laughs> and that's just the first half of it. It's really fucking cool. It's like a kind of alternative punk 
hip-hop song that nails both of those styles perfectly and about halfway through it just turns into this fast frenetic punk rock banger which we have heard a bunch of times the scream that pierce does before that horn section comes in is incredible and when the horn section comes in it sounds like rocket from the crypt yeah yeah right yeah and yeah and you just think like i thought i'd heard it all when it got to end this record but you have just delivered a melvin's moss death sick of it all rocket from the crypt mashup yeah yeah that's actually the second time they used mic the horns. drop like yeah what the absolutely fuck? yeah but that's actually the second time they used the horns on the record but they do use mm. them in quite a different way um which i think says a lot as well you know they, they're really tuning into all corners of their like musical taste um for this record to be honest with you, i was sitting down and like trying to thinking really 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 hard about if i had any criticisms with this record and i don't really but when i thought about it really hard there was one teeny tiny minor one which came up which isn't even really a criticism per se more uh, it's more a maybe it would be cool if they explored this in the future um post so, rock <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think they should become a post. I need band. a twelve-minute-long <laughs> song. Um, the first thirty seconds of Five Years and My Family. Yeah, it's this really cool, trippy, almost eighties retro thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, not a million billion miles away from the Drive soundtrack, the mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, a couple of times when I listen to the album, after thirty seconds, it then goes into a, a more usual soul glow hardcore punk thing and that's fine because it's really good but i couldn't help but wonder what soul glue writing that song would sound like like that what would what would that what would that sound like and i'm, I'm curious to know and it doesn't matter at all you greedy fuck <laughs> more more this only reminds me of 70 bands i want it to I, remind me of 120 I was literally about to say <laughs> for this album it doesn't yeah. matter. This album, this album has more than enough, and I am, you know, you are uh, most of the, the the main emotion this album utilizes is anger. It feels, but it is come out from lots of different angles, so that's okay. That's fine for yeah. this record. I'm curious, like I'd like to. T- I'm curious to know where they're going to go. Are they going to? Are they going to release loads of albums along the same lines as this, which I don't think they're going to do at all? And if they're not going to do that, where are they going to go? And I'm cu- I'm curious about that. But like I say, that's the closest that I can get to a criticism. And it isn't even mm-hmm. really a criticism. It's more, I wonder where that will go next. This is a special record from a yeah. band who if they continue on this form will become a very special band i'm not quite at the point where i did go back and listen to other releases and i have to say the previous record is absolutely brilliant and the other the other two i thought were very very good i think they probably mm. are a special band i'm gonna wait for the next one to come along before i plant my flag mm. firmly in that well one, i think it's but... yeah i think it's worth saying you know this is four albums in so yeah. they should really have a you know at four albums in i mean again this is not a criticism but we, this is not a debut 
so you know this is really this is the first time i think where you know this album's coming out on epitaph yes is that correct yes. um which is a big deal as yep. well you know it's their first album on epitaph and you know they've had a long-standing relationship with jeremy bomb from yep. uh touche and more who's uh put a load of their records out and that's cool you know and you can and so i'd imagine but this does feel like their relationship of command i guess well i will say this you're absolutely right it is their fourth album but i'll tell you what it feels like a debut because it has the energy and the freneticism of a debut and that's not to mm. discount their earlier work because actually some of it i thought was really fucking cool and i'm not trying to insinuate that you know you should check out this album but forget the rest because there's some wicked stuff on on those previous releases but i don't know just something in the sheer the sheer freneticism we keep i keep saying freneticism but that that is it is just frantic and and just utterly chomping at the bit the whole way through there is something about the passion in it which which screams debut album to me even though technically it isn't i mean they've been around they've only been around since 2016 so relatively yeah, new band you know, they've just got a load of i think they've just got together and got a load of music out straight away exactly. and i mean you know i think the other stuff that they've put out is good as well yeah i don't think it's as good as this nope. personally sometimes it does take a band who just comes straight out the good gates and go let's go yep. to kind of maybe takes bands some bands longer than others to find their feet i mean when i go back and i think of a lot of the bands from kind of hardcore that i enjoyed a lot when i was growing up and i think of a band like grade like the first grade you know like when you get to under the radar by grade oh my god fucking incredible but like the first couple of grade albums i'm less i mean, particularly the first one or minus like the album that came out before jesus christ bobby see. first couple of boy sets fire albums they're not great you know what i mean like they're just yeah. they're, they don't have a lot of money they they didn't they, they recorded under in, on smaller labels they're recording in different circumstances yeah it does take a little while for those bands to kind of really, really get going. That first Let Live record, it like yeah. it isn't isn't terrible, but it's you know You don't um, ever really go to there. Not, there, there, do not you? really, no. No. I don't actually think the uh the Spora problems is the step up uh from the previous material that it is in that in that sense but it's definitely the best thing yeah well my uh, yeah i mean that was my point was going to be like they came out the gate kind of pretty much better than a lot of bands who i fucking love do you know what i mean like when i'm talking about grade and boys it's fine refuse like the first few refused albums yeah yeah like first one's not not like not not worth anything really until you get to songs of fan the flames and even then like you probably couldn't have seen the jump no really um i think this is absolutely fucking exceptional and it does i mean the last time we reviewed a very very abrasive heavy record we spoke about vein fm and i said the thing that i like about heavy music is to be really kind of shocked and just like wowed and steamrolled by a band in the the best possible way and this record absolutely does that probably more so than the vein album you know i had said to a few people um before i'd heard the gang of youths album like i think i've got the fucking album of the year in my hands at the moment because it was that good i think there's two albums right out in front of the rest for me this year and it's gang of youths and this this is fucking awesome this record it's fucking awesome they're both again completely different records completely different records it can be more different but both of them are essential essential listening proper like borderline perfect modern classics i agree with all of that i'm i'm yeah. actually incredibly confident 
in saying that this will be a future classic album. I think, um, you know, for, for a certain scene, obviously, I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is going to be like the Black Album or anything. Yeah. But for, I mean, like, for we, we, scene, again, like talking about a gang of youths and being like, well, they'll probably be playing the O2 by the end of this like yes. run. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to happen with Soul Glow, but you need you fucking need this shit. Oh, if you like punk rock and hard, if you if you if you're one of those people who look at Fever Three 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 as I do and go, oh, just fucking get the chariot and let live back together for God's sake. Stop wasting your time doing this wank. Yeah. Then just listen to this instead. Yeah, I mean this this pisses all over Fever Three Three Three. Absolutely, yeah. and I've been much kinder to them in the past than you have. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like this. Again, you know, like backwash, I think uh, this pisses on that whole scene, I think. Mm. Like in terms of anything that's kind of trap metal. I mean, this is completely different, to be fair. This is much more punk rock and it's much more kind of geared towards hardcore than... And, you know, they they dip into hip hop quite, quite a bit. Well, but not it's it's not the kind of base for it. Like like, like horror, discover, you know, sort of thought of as a punk band. Yeah when i listen to horror i mean again you know i think when we reviewed horror and i was like it is better but still yeah. like i had this in the back of my mind and i was like i mean that's the thing <sighs> yeah yeah i mean i mean I, I i think horror are a good comparison point but mm. a good comparison point from the point of view of like horror are a, a like a decent version of it but nothing like you know meh and then soul glue is what you can actually do with it like mm-hmm. i i mean uh, you know, yeah, I thought that horror record was a, a vast improvement on what horror have done in the past. Certainly, the yeah. best. But they are moments, then a million miles away from writing a song like "Fucked Up If True." I was going to say the best moments on that horror record don't come within a mile of the worst moments on this record. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Completely agree. They are, without any question, a far better band. And again. I'm not trying to shit on horror. I'm not trying to shit on, you know, Scarlord or fucking any of those dudes or <laughs> Mimi Barks. I think I it's. I'm trying to shit on uh, Mimi Barks. I think, like, really, it's just like uh, those bands have gained a, a certain level of popularity. And, and really, it's just like if there's any justice, Soulglow should have bare minimum the same amount of popularity mm. that those bands have, if not more. Mm. And I would love to see that happen. Whether it will or not, I don't know. Just have to see, I suppose. Yeah, we will see. <sighs> Knowing what the world's like, probably won't happen. But, you know, fucking wankers, aren't they? The wo- fuck you, the world, you idiots. Fuck you, the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Soul Glow, Dysphoria Problems is out on friday the 25th of march whenever this i don't know when this podcast is going to get put out but friday the 25th of march it is out and it should be the first thing you listen to when you wake up on friday the 25th of march it really should yeah otherwise we're going to come around and give you a noogie yeah i'm i'm self well, you, you're not allowed out are you yeah I have okay. to. i'm not allowed to do that all right i don't know if i can be bothered either so <laughs> you know Give yourself a noogie for not doing it. Just do it. Just listen to it, you prick. Anyway, thanks very much for <laughs> thanks very much for listening to our review. Go and listen to this record. It's fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. See you next time. We're going to be talking about uh, the new album from um, Placebo, or as I'm sure, because Renfrew can't pronounce any band's name. How do you say Placebo? Do you say Placebo? No, I say Placebo. 
Oh, you say you did say it right. Oh, yeah. that's good. Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. I'm glad. It's just because you've been calling them soul glue for ages, oh, so I'm like, off, yeah, probably yeah. Yeah. I've got COVID. Shut up. Yeah. Place Boy. The new album from Place Boy. Place Boy. That's quite a good name, actually. Place, Place Boy. Yeah, I like it. All right, sweet. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. We're going to be talking about Placebo. That'll be out very, very soon. And we'll be back on Friday talking about, oh, there's quite a lot of stuff that we'll be talking about on Friday. Weezer, Charlie XCX. Yeah. Um, animals as leaders. Yeah. All that. Anyway, bye.